distance balls. Sure, they go far, but do they do anything else? The new ERC Soft does. Callaway completely reinvented the way a distance ball performs. Engineered with a new, fast, hybrid cover and a graphene-infused dual soft-fast core, it's a new kind of distance ball, one that actually feels soft and spins more. And once you're on the green, ERC Soft's triple track technology will help you dial in your alignment. Get Callaway's longest ball with soft feel today at callawaygolf.ca. Tragedy struck Hamilton this week as a 14-year-old boy was stabbed multiple times near his high school. I'm Dave Breckenridge, and this is 10-3. Toronto Sun crime columnist Brad Hunter walks through what happened to Devin Bracci-Selvi, who witnessed it, and who's been charged in the crime. Don't forget you can subscribe to us on all your listening platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you like to get your podcasts. If you could, we'd love it if you could leave us a rating or a review. So Brad, what happened to Devin Bracci-Selvi? Well, he was a uh, sweet kid devoted to his family whose life changed when he uh, went to high school, uh, started high school just a month ago. He's 14 years old and his life became a uh, living hell due to bullying uh, to the point where the kid wouldn't come out to play. You know, he was you know, skipping classes and his mom had to pick him up from school because uh, he was afraid. He was very afraid. Then on uh, Monday, he was chased down uh, and stabbed to death, stabbed 18 times by uh, a 14-year-old, allegedly aided and abetted by his 18-year-old friend, shall we say. This happened in broad daylight, like right by the school? Yeah, one uh, in the afternoon. Wow. Right, boom. Lots uh, Lots of witnesses, lots of video. So who you say lots of witnesses who witnessed this like students or or what happened here exactly? A lot of students uh, saw it, and uh, you know, as far as I know, they've been cooperative with the police. From the descriptions we've had of it, it was you know utter madness. All of a sudden, this kid is being you know murdered on the street at one twenty in the afternoon in a quiet you know working class neighborhood. So what happened Monday afternoon that led up to this? You you talk about that uh, Devin was uh, being tormented by bullies ever since he started uh, high school. Kind of walk me through the last moments of Devin's life here. Well, there's an element uh, that that it's you know still vague, and we don't still don't haven't been able to connect all the dots. But I think what had happened was he'd called his mother to come and get him. He was outside the school. One of this group of kids uh, pepper sprayed another father of a a friend of his. And for whatever reason, Devin made a run for it. And, uh, you know, less than a block later was uh, stabbed many times. That's essentially it. But this group of kids had apparently been hounding and bullying him for most of the last month. Now, only only two have been charged, but, you know, it's early going as well. You know, they ruined his life for the last month of his life. And yeah, it was, it was fairly horrendous. And his mother, I know, had uh, tried several times or had contacted the school about what was going on. 
And I don't want to hang anybody here, but I think it was partly blown off. We, we spoke to other parents and uh, a couple of teachers that it's, you know, the school has been in denial that they've had a problem for quite a while with, uh, with bullying. Now, I had read earlier in the week that Devin's mom herself witnessed the attack on her boy. Is that right? That's correct. She uh, watched it from her car. I mean, she went went there to pick him up, right? And it was over in a flash. I, I, I doubt she could have done anything. I mean, that's a horror no parent or no one should witness, you know? I mean, particularly when it's, when it's their child. This is just something people, sadly, never get over. Now, his mom stepped up in front of reporters, uh, cameras and microphones on Wednesday uh, to talk about what happened to her son and, and the horror that she witnessed. What has she said about this tragedy and about how the school has been handling issues? She said, everyone failed my son. Kids that had been tormenting him, not necessarily the one allegedly, the two who allegedly killed him, but the school was well aware of these kids. And I think the police were, although the cops aren't saying anything about that. So there, there was red flags on this group of kids. To my knowledge, none of them were expelled. None of them were disciplined. She basically said, uh, you know, everyone failed my son. And and she said, bless her heart, she said, you know, even I did. And I kind of understood where she was coming from as a parent myself because it's the sort of thing, you know, that you say to a kid, well, you know, it's the first month, it's rough. You know, you'll make friends and it'll be okay. And it wasn't okay. Now, tell me a little bit about this school like where in hamilton is it what are kids saying about what was going on you mentioned earlier that um on monday afternoon someone else got pepper sprayed outside the school like what is going on at the school here i spoke to a, a teacher off the record of course too and what they said is is that the uh, administration is in denial it's it's no secret to the kids that go there it's no secret to the teachers they have a big problem. It's like a drunk. A drunk can't get help unless he, you know, he or she admits they have a problem. And there was no admission that there was a problem. I mean, I spoke to a number of kids who, who are afraid and they're, and these were older kids. These were like 17, 18 year olds kidding me about my age, but they wished it was back in the old days where all the worst you had to worry about was a sock in the mouth. There is a climate of fear there. I mean, there's been no shortage of people coming forward to the media. I'm interviewing a woman uh, afterwards uh, whose you know child was is being tormented at that very school. Other kids who've left that school. Other kids, I, uh, parents I talked to, who they're leaving that school. They were going to leave anyway because of the atmosphere. Now, the, the school's one of those kind of, as I described it as, you know, like a 1960s monstrosity suburban kind of school. You know, it's in a working class neighborhood of mostly, uh, you know, a, a neat, tidy bungalows. Everybody works there because you, I, I assume, because you can hear a pin drop there during the day. What have police said about the attack itself and where they're at in their investigation. Were there any other people taken into custody other than the two that are now charged? Sure. They took one kid into custody. I think he was 15 and they released him that night now. And then they'd been hunting two 16 year olds, a boy and a girl. 
and they turned themselves in. They were arrested, uh, but uh, after questioning, released. I don't know the direction of that right now, but police are also saying that this was a premeditated murder. There was intention to kill him. Do we have any uh, sense as to motive at this point? Any idea uh, uh, that, that people have been talking about? Well, there's been vague things. It was over a stolen bicycle. Uh, these kids apparently stole uh, Devin's uh, bicycle in, in the summer or something like that. And there were some more problems later on. But I think part of the thing is, is Devin mustered every drop of his courage to stand up to these people. And, you know, the abs- you know nothing's been proven in court. But from what I gathered, they didn't. They didn't like being stood up to. How did Devin stand up to these bullies? I think he came in between them and, you know, and verbally saying back off when, you know, friends of his were hassled or something like that. But I think the the result was that he uh, underscored himself as the target. God knows why anybody did this. I mean, that was certainly not the sort of thing that would cross my mind when I was 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, you know, not in a million years. And I'm sure that's the same with you. And I'm sure it's with the same with the vast majority of listeners that that sort of stuff never crossed our mind. There's, you know, a multitude of factors at work here. Somebody screwed up at home. You can probably uh, start with that. Uh, then you can start, go to the school board. Somebody screwed up there. Somebody at the school screwed up. You know, did, were the cops informed? Did they take this seriously? You know, these are questions that have to be, uh, have to be asked. Now, one of the things that, that people hear and, and a message that is given to kids a lot is, look, if you, if you see bullying of other people and you stand up to these bullies, they likely will, will stop or they'll go away because they it takes away their power in a sense to have others around them stand up to them. It'll teach them a lesson. But in this case, it appears to have escalated the situation to the point of, of murder. Are any of the kids talking about that? The fact, Oh, that this, this one kid who apparently stood up to these guys wound up dead. Nobody's really said that, but there's certainly the undercurrent of that. Have the two who have been charged appeared in court, the 18 year old and the 14 year old. Yeah, they appeared in court. They're both uh, being uh, kept in jail. Their next appearance is, I think, early November. And have we heard from their parents at all? Oh, no, no. We haven't heard a peep about them. And the information on that is completely locked down under pub ban. And what has the reaction from the community been overall, do you think? The community's uh, outraged. I mean, absolutely, you know, heartbroken and outraged that this sort of thing could happen. I mean, you expect to be able to send your kid to school with and them be safe there. And I think that has shattered that and uh, certainly opened a lot of eyes to people in Hamilton and Toronto and Southern Ontario. But, you know, the thing is, is, is that I haven't seen one political leader mention that Canadian kids are being murdered, uh, you know, on the doorsteps of uh, Canadian schools, right? And there's pretty clear lines in the sand on the philosophy on young offenders uh, on the political spectrum, but uh, nobody said anything, but people are demanding that something, you know, has to be done. 
Yeah, it is definitely a tragic story and one that uh, we'll be following through the, the court proceedings. Uh, Brad, thanks for your time. Terrific. Thanks. Take, take care, Dave. Ten Three is produced by Carson Jarama. Theme music by Bryce Hall. Thanks to my guest, Brad Hunter. More from him at torontosun.com. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening. <laughs>